Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca, and on today's episode, Bully Ray and I talk about what we've been waiting seven years for, and that's the return of CM Punk on AEW Rampage. We go blow by blow what took place this past Friday night. Also, on Saturday, the second biggest pay-per-view in the calendar year for the WWE, SummerSlam, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I mean, with Rampage on a Friday night, with SummerSlam on a Saturday, Ring of Honor also had a pay-per-view. You had an Impact Plus show. You had... NXT TakeOver last night. My goodness. The world of pro wrestling has never been as exciting as it is right now. A little bit of everything for everybody, no matter what you're looking for. Um, I don't, if you're a wrestling fan, you have to be in a good place right now because there is so much stuff out there for you to choose from. You know, I always compare wrestling to rock and roll. I feel like it's the 80s all over again when it comes to rock and roll, only in the wrestling business. There were so many great bands to choose from, and now you have so many great uh, companies to choose from. Whatever you're looking for, you can find it out there. And this, this weekend was very exciting. There was some good stuff that went on. There was a little bit of bad stuff that went on. There was some ugly stuff that went on, and I'm sure we're going to get to all of it. Um, where do you think we should start today? Uh, well, before we jump into where we're going to start, we have no guest book for the show today, Bully. The guest is going to be our family, the Busted Open Nation, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Bully, you did a tremendous job on social media over the weekend, and as you always do with your poll about what was the biggest shock, what was the biggest surprise. A lot of people commenting, you know, about, hey, who stole the weekend? Um, I'm interested to get the take from the nation. Uh, but I'm going to start from the beginning. Do you think it's fair, Bully, to start from the beginning where we left off on Friday when we signed off? Because to me, I'm what I think the best thing to do is to start 10 p.m. Eastern time, AEW Rampage, and the return of CM Punk. <laughs> 
Well, you mentioned the poll that I had put up this weekend, and I asked you what you want to start with, and you think we should go back to Friday night and start with the return of CM Punk. Let me give you the results of the poll, um, and then you tell me. Okay. I put up biggest return, Punk, Becky, or Brock, with 22,000 votes. Punk won 81%. So when it comes to the people that listen to this show who interact with us on social media, I think we have a responsibility to give the people what they want. And I think they want to talk about CM Punk first. All right. And I have my notes. I always take notes when I watch the shows, Bully. You know, I know you do as well. We're watching a Monday Night Raw. We jot down things that we want to talk about the next day here on Busted Open. And I don't know if you're able to see my notebook, but here's my comments on CM Punk's uh, return. And it's one word, and that word is real. Um, that, you always say it, Bully. You say you like, you know, realness in your pro wrestling. I don't think you could get more real than CM Punk 20 minutes in the ring to start off Rampage this past Friday night. Before last Friday night happened, you had asked me a couple of times, what would you do with CM Punk? When would he come out during the show? How would you go about it if you had the pencil? And what did you, what did I tell you I would have done with CM Punk last Friday night? You said you would have started the show with Punk, gave him a microphone, do it at the beginning of the show so you know you wouldn't run out of time. You don't want to do it at the end of the show because then time's going to be a concern. You let him go. And that's exactly what they did Friday night. Perfection. Um, I watched it three times. I wanted to make sure that I was able to fairly assess it. The first time I watched it is normally the one that, you know, the viewing that really means something to me because that's got, that's where all the emotion is in the first time. And then I went back and I watched it again just to see if, hmm, I wonder if they could have done anything better with this. And I really didn't pick up on anything that they could have done better. All you need to do is listen to the crowd. The crowd told you everything that you needed to hear. I talked about the anticipation pop versus the surprise pop. Those people were chanting for CM Punk right from the very start. The music hit and it was a hell of a pop. People are talking about it was, was it the loudest pop in history or this and that? Uh, it was a loud pop. We're not renaming the Road Warrior pop because of one pop in Chicago, but it was a loud pop. It was a Road Warrior pop. And that is one of the, that is the highest compliment that you can pay a talent. So from the minute the music hit until the very end when he says, I'm back, Everything that Punk did, he had the people in the palm of his hand. And those people wanted to be in the palm of his hand. I'm glad for the most part, commenta commentary laid out. I was a little shocked that when Punk was on his way down to the ring, I did hear JR throw something in. I might have heard Taz throw something in. I don't remember specifically who was speaking, but I was like, just a little taken back. I was like, please don't talk. I, I would have been happy if commentary 
never said a word during that opening punk segment because there's nothing that commentary needed to tell me that I wasn't understanding uh, already. I was watching a love fest between 16,000 people and a hero of theirs that had come back. That story tells itself. The emotion, the kid that was crying tells you everything that you need to know. You know, Dave was crazy. This kid got a lot of flack on social media, you know, for crying. Um, I know Tommy went on record to say that, you know, he wanted to help the kid out. And a lot of people are behind this kid, but I guess some of those trolls were like, you know, why are you crying? Crying is an emotion that you that wrestlers would be willing to pay money for if you could get a crowd to cry. You know how much emotion has to well up in a human being for them to cry? I still get choked up when I hear Al Michaels' call of the 1980 Olympic team, Olympic victory. It, that it's real emotion. Nothing is held back. So when I look in the crowd and I see a fan crying, I'm like, damn, they got him. Not just him, they got everybody. Punk comes in says what he has to say. What more could you possibly have asked for? There's there's nobody that could possibly come on this show, debate me, go on social media, whatever, say, oh, they could have done this better or, or they should have done this. Nope. Because the fans tell you everything that you need to know. I Initially, I was... If you would have told me a week before that during the promo... Punk is going to acknowledge Sting and uh, Darby Allen and the Rafters. I probably would not have been on board with it, but if you if you made a good case to me, maybe I would have uh, maybe I would have said, yeah, I'll go for it. I went for it. I enjoyed it. I thought it created a cool little moment. I, I, I it was great for pro wrestling, and I love the fact that Punk um, acknowledged Ring of Honor. Yeah, and and I and the way he acknowledged Ring of Honor, you know, he talked about you know August thirteenth, two thousand and five, being the last time, you know, that he was a quote unquote pro wrestler because obviously that's a shot at the WWE, which is sports entertainment. Um, but the fact that he acknowledged it and called it his home, and you know, obviously everybody remembers when he left his last match when he came to the ring and when he was in the ring taken off his hoodie, he was, you know, crying, bawling, knowing that that was going to be his last match with Ring of Honor. Um, that home feel and the fact that they brought it back to the date that he was standing in the ring at Rampage on Friday night, you know, his career coming full circle. Bully, uh, the one opinion that I wanted to hear from was Jim Cornette. And Bully, as you know, Jim Cornette, not a big fan of AEW. I mean, he's kind of made a career now of just ripping AEW apart every time he turns on the microphone. I listened to Jim Cornette, and he, and, it, and he was talking about Rampage Friday night. And the first thing he said, he goes, when it came to CM Punk's return Friday night, he goes, it wouldn't have been the way that I would have booked it. And I'm like, oh, my God, here comes Cornette. He goes, it was better. And he went on to say that it was absolutely perfect. And he even said this bully that surprised me. He doesn't remember a pop that that was that loud. And he said, even from Hogan, 
I mean, you can't think of a bigger compliment than that coming from probably the most jaded man that absolutely despises AEW describing Punk's return the way that we heard and saw it on Friday night. High praise from somebody like Jim Cornette. But going back to what you said, Bully, it was real. It was perfect. I mean, obviously, Bully, it was the perfect storm. Here's Punk's return after seven years in Chicago in front of a sold-out crowd. I mean, you couldn't get it more perfect. But, I, I mean, it, it, it just, as a wrestling fan, I got emotional watching that Friday night as well. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Normally on a Monday right after SummerSlam, you would be leading with SummerSlam, probably the main event from SummerSlam, and SummerSlam would dominate three hours of the show, correct? Without a doubt. We're about an hour in. 
and the and Rampage, Punk, and AEW is what has dominated the conversation. As Billy Corgan once said, win the night. You have to win the night social media-wise. We have been talking all weekend about who is going to be the first company, person, act, promo match we're going to talk about. And I think it shows you just how much of a victory this was for Punk and AEW. Well, I also think, Bully, and I, I probably have to correct myself when it comes to the Monday after SummerSlam, there are a lot of times we'll talk a little bit about NXT TakeOver that took place SummerSlam weekend as well, especially when it was in Brooklyn. But Bully, like, I think it shows how much the landscape of pro wrestling has changed. Uh, and maybe today's not the day, maybe more tomorrow, but there's obviously going to be significant changes to NXT. And Nick Khan has gone on record to talk about how significant those changes are going to be. But it, there's no doubt, Bullying, I think you would agree, the landscape has definitely changed in the world of pro wrestling. There, there's no doubt about it. I, I hope, uh, and, and there's no doubt about it is so cliche. And, and I despise cliche wording when it comes to pro wrestling. But there really is no doubt that the landscape is changing. The WWE has as much competition right now as it's had in a long, long time. And this is more serious competition because they've been able to create a company that has a buzz, a real buzz, a buzz that has fans all over the world talking just like that little company out of that shithole bingo hall in Philadelphia did 25, 30 years ago. This is the same buzz. But Tony Khan has boatloads more money than Paul Heyman ever had. Thus, he can bring in a talent like a CM Punk. And who knows what he has on the horizon because the rumor mill swirling about a wow. Brian Danielson. And you imagine if you prance out Brian Danielson in front of 20,000 people uh, in Queens, because that's where I would do it, but that's just me. Um, so yeah, things are changing. People's interests are shifting. There, there's a vibe, a feel, an energy. Listen, SummerSlam was a good show. Chris, the caller, said it was a lot of ups and downs. It was a roller coaster ride. There were some great returns. But with the returns we got in SummerSlam, I'm not going to say same old, same old, because I'm a huge Brock fan and I'm a big Becky fan. But we've seen them. We know what we're going to get. It's, it's pretty much when you get big returns like that at a SummerSlam leading into the Rumble and then leading into 101,000 people at Texas Stadium. We kind of know how this goes, right? Yeah, we, I think we can feel what's going to happen as we get closer to WrestleMania. With Punk and AEW, we don't know. We're interested every week. What are they going to do next? What's the next surprise? What does Tony have in store next? That's what keeps people excited about pro wrestling. You want to tune in for the surprise. You want to tune in for that, that run-in or that, that, that angle or something. People says the Bucks do a phenomenal job with their, with their Twitter machine of keeping people invested in just their bio. What, what are they going to say? You know, what outlandish comment are they going to make next? 
I love the outlandish comment when the Bucks said that they can't wait till their careers come to an end so they can turn into uh, radio shock jocks and chase credibility. That was my favorite one. That that was a good one. That was a real good one. Um, Bully, uh, let's get into SummerSlam because, like you said, I thought a good show on Saturday night, some big surprises. Let's start at the end. You know, Rampage, we start at the beginning. But here with SummerSlam, let's start at the end. First and foremost, um, again, from because of the comment from Roman at the end of SmackDown on Friday when he says, if I don't leave WWE champion, I'm leaving the WWE. I think after that comment, you knew Roman was going to win on Saturday. But what a really good match between him and John Cena. Psychology and storytelling. John Cena. Should John Cena be able to give Roman Reigns a true run for his money for that championship at this stage of the game? Absolutely. He's experienced enough that he he's experienced enough that he could pull out some tricks, but you know he's not gonna win. Pull out some tricks. Aha! What did you say to me on the phone this weekend about the match? You said John Cena was going for too many what? What? I don't remember. Roll-ups. Roll oh, yeah, ups. he did. He went up With for a him. ton of, yes. That's what Cena had to resort to because he can't hang with a rope. Cena hasn't been in the, in my opinion, Cena hasn't been in the ring in a long, long time. You can't get in there with Roman and start hitting, who's been hitting on all cylinders, having fantastic match after fantastic match. And then all of a sudden you can go 20 with Roman hitting on all cylinders also. Uh Uh-uh. That's why the roll-ups, that's why, yeah, I got to try to either catch my finish or catch a quick one. And that was a very subliminal psychology to me, which I really liked. Uh, Cena always fighting from underneath. Let me try to roll him up. Let me try to schoolboy him. Let me try to small package him or any of those little predicaments, pinning predicaments that he tried to pull off because nobody should be able to hang with somebody who's been doing it every single week for the past year. And when was the last time we saw Cena in a ring? Oh, but it's been it's been a long time since we've seen John Cena in a ring. Think about it. The last time we saw him, it wasn't even in a match with Bray Wyatt, and that was over a year ago. So let's say two years? At least, yes. So if you don't, and I don't care who it is. Yes, I get it. It's John Cena, but he's not in the ring for two years. And all of a sudden he shows up and he can hang and bang with Roman Reigns. Uh-uh. Ain't happening. That's why I liked him going for all the little roll-ups and trying to pull an AA or a super AA out of his ass and just hope and pray that he could get that one, two, three. That was the importance of him talking about the one, two, three in that promo a couple of weeks ago. That's why the roll-ups. I'm not going to be able to beat you. It's basically him saying, I know I can't hang the same way I hung with you back in the day. But man, if I can catch a quick one on you, your world comes crashing down. And that's why I enjoyed the match. And the pacing and Roman's facials. I, I watched Roman towards the end 
when he had done everything that he thought he could do and he hit Cena with everything, Cena keeps kicking out. And that I can go for because Cena should be able to kick out. It's like that video game character rating I told you about. Roman was not even breathing heavy. He's so calm. He's so in command of everything. And Dave, when you do this the right way, mentally is where you blow up the worst. There is no blowing up Roman Reigns. He's so in the moment. He's in control. He knows what's going on. Thus, he's able to convey those stories on his face. The frustration. He's able to look at the camera and talk to John Cena and cut a promo in the middle of the match. He's able to smile and laugh and do all these little things that you don't see a lot of guys and gals do because they're so caught up in the, okay, what's next? What do I got to do? Oh, this is my next move. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to be laid back and tell a story with your face throughout the body of the match. And they were able to do that. A great match, but everyone's talking about what happened right after that match. And that was the return of Brock Lesnar. Uh, You got the huge pop. I mean, Brock played it up, man. I mean, I don't care what he did off camera to John Cena. On camera, he was playing to those fans. That's the first time we really saw Brock Lesnar engage in the audience. There is no doubt that Brock is returning as the hero in this situation against Roman Reigns. People want to love Brock. They might not want to admit it openly. How can you not love a guy that's done everything that Brock has done in pro wrestling? People want to bitch and moan about Brock leaving and don't going to try UFC and you know he went to go do this or that. Then he comes back. How about what about CM Punk? Punk took his bat and his ball and he went home. It's got to be apples to apples, man. You can't be you can't be you can't love Punk because he returned, but you know uh, you know Punk wanted a split because he didn't feel right. Brock wanted a split because he wanted to go try other things. All right, God bless you both. If you don't feel right about things and you feel like you need to get home and go get your head straight, good. I wish you nothing but the best. Brock, you want to go try UFC? You want to kick the shit out of some UFC guys? Which I love it when Brock Lesnar beats the shit out of legitimate shoot-fighting UFC MMA guys because it just proves that pro wrestling is better than MMA every day of the week, brother. Former champion. Um, so if you want to leave and go do that, but Brock always comes back to pro wrestling. And Brock's performance is always top-notch. People want to love Brock because he's that pro, a, you know, atypical WWE beast. And you heard it in the reactions. And yes, to see Brock play up to the people a little bit, it's special because, whoa, we never get to see this. Wow, Brock might actually turn into a, a typical fan favorite. High-fiving and kissing babies. He'll probably eat the babies first. <laughs> but but you know what? I think people do want to cheer Brock Lesnar. Obviously, in this story, people want to cheer Brock Lesnar. And then the other thing is the Paul Heyman aspect of it. You saw Paul Heyman's face when Brock came out. Bully, this is the story that everybody wanted to see. You had a couple of different options here if Brock came back. We said about... Brock and Lashley obviously appealing, but I think 
the more appealing is the Paul Heyman factor now with Roman Reigns. And it's going to make for some good storytelling moving forward on SmackDown. The interaction between Brock and Heyman was very, very brief. Their eyes locked briefly and Brock kind of scared Paul out of the ring. Paul did a phenomenal job of selling the absolute shock that he was back. I almost felt... um, I almost felt that Paul was going to faint. He was in so much shock. His world comes crashing down on him. How would you have felt if Paul Heyman would have welcomed Brock Lesnar to the ring? Well, then that's taking it in a completely different chapter in the story. If, if he was, if he did that, because what would Roman's reaction be if that happened? Did you see Roman's reaction when Brock's music hit? Yes. Did you see the look he gave Paul? Yep. Right away, right. too. Wanted to know, hey, man, you have anything to do with this? It definitely wasn't the first shot I thought I would. We never saw the shot of Roman and Brock with Heyman's look of terror right in the middle. And I bet you that's Paul saying, I don't want that to happen because I don't want to be the A story right off the bat. And it's probably smart. Paul should never be the A story when it comes to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. He's the peas and carrots. Roman Roman and Brock are the steak and potatoes. And I'm excited about it. Now, we'll get into the other return that we saw on Saturday in just a minute. But, you know, when I just want to say this for the record when it it comes to Brock and Roman. On social media, for what it's worth, it was kind of split down the middle about the return of Brock Lesnar. Because a lot of people were saying, hey, we've seen this before. We've seen Brock and Roman before. Don't forget what those matches were like. My whole opinion is, yeah, let's not forget what those matches were like because as much as fans hated on it, those were great matches. That match that they had at WrestleMania 34, if people bought into it like they should have, would have really enjoyed that main event from WrestleMania 34. They put on a great match that is underappreciated because of fans' perspective at that time. But you know what? You had a great match then. You're going to get a great match now. And now the story is different as well. There are no flaws to Roman and Brock moving forward. Absolutely not. It's right there. And it's with two beasts, the likes of Vince McMahon's, you know, per- per- perfect wrestlers. Yes. You know? Um, I, I want to see Brock and Roman. I think that I'm hoping that they have enough time to stretch this out and give me a good story. I hope they blatantly rip off my idea about the diverticulitis. Everybody knows that Brock was on his deathbed at one time of his life because he had some stuff going on in his guts. He had a disease or an infection, whatever, and that his guts got a little screwed up. I would love to see them take advantage of that and bring that to light. Paul Heyman knows Brock Lesnar's weaknesses. 
He's the only one that's been next to Brock Lesnar his entire career. Paul whispering the weaknesses into Roman's ears and Roman going after it, where every time we... We need to see Brock Lesnar down and selling for the first time in a long time, if ever. I want to feel emotion for Brock Lesnar. I want to see Brock Lesnar down, and I want to cheer for him to get up and fight back. I want to see white meat baby face 101 with Brock Lesnar because I've never seen it before. This is Lindsay Rhodes, and I'm so excited for my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, to be joining the SiriusXM sports family. We'll be talking about the most compelling topics and to some of the most interesting people in and around the NFL, taking a look at things through my somewhat nerdy football lens. I like to push past the low-hanging fruit to get to the real stories that are going to make you feel like a smarter football fan. So please join me every Wednesday for The NFL Roadshow, available on the SXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Hi, everybody. I'm Ed Robinson for Busted Open. And now, direct from the home office in Sheboygan, here's today's Busted Open Top 10 list. Top 10 things that lasted longer than Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair's match at SummerSlam on Saturday. Number 10, every song by the Ramones. Number 9, a free fall to earth from 102,000 feet. Number eight, the total screen time of the shark in Jaws. Number seven, brushing your teeth. Number six, Mark Henry eating his CM Punk ice cream bar. Number five, the time it takes to boil an egg. Number four, Secretariat's running of the 1973 Kentucky Derby. Number three, my first time, I, I swear. Number two, the world record for Super Mario Brothers. And the number one thing that lasted longer than Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair's match at SummerSlam on Saturday, the Goldberg match. Now back to our show. 
Busted Open on Fight Nation, Sirius XM. How did Becky leave? Becky left. She made the announcement that she was pregnant and that she was leaving the WWE. At that time, Bully, she was part of the Raw brand and she was your Raw Women's Champion. The story was set up perfectly. She never got beat for that Raw Women's Championship. She had to give it up because she was leaving because she was starting a family. She's a part of the Raw brand. Actually, during the match with Bianca, I went to WWE.com and she was still listed as a member of the Raw brand. It was set up perfect. Charlotte beat Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley to become your Raw Women's Champion. The biggest rivalry that Becky has had and the biggest story that she has had in her career has been surrounded by Charlotte Flair. How great would it have been, Bully, if Charlotte Flair wins that Raw Women's Championship and then Becky Lynch's music hits and out comes Becky Lynch? Yeah, we know that. I'm talking about the actual the match between Becky and Bianca. What would you have done differently? So here, everybody's probably saying, okay, well, if you brought back Becky versus Bianca, the least they could have done was had a match. Becky's been gone for a year. Had a baby. Looks phenomenal. Can she really be in ring shape? Same argument I make for Cena. But it's Cena. And the story was the quick one of the one, two, three. Becky's a surprise. What kind of match do you expect Becky and and Bianca to have without making Bianca look bad? Bianca should be able to walk all up and down Becky Lynch. In my opinion. So they did it quickly. They obviously weren't changing the mind of Vince McMahon about who was going over. They were dealt a certain hand, a hand that wrestling fans did not like. And you have to try to take that hand and win in the best way you know how. And getting it done quickly is probably the best way. I would not have even have done the punch or the smack. Becky should have shook her hand. Actually, Becky shouldn't even went to shook her hand. Bianca should have did it. Because Bianca is the emotional one who gets caught up in the moment. She cries a lot when she wins. She Sometimes she comes across like she's just happy to be there and not like, I'm the freaking women's champion. She's just, oh, my God, I'm so happy to be here. I'm the women's champion. So she should have went for the handshake. And Becky, the wily veteran, and the baby face should have said, yep, I'll shake your hand. Whoop, boom, rock bottom, one, two, three. Bianca kicks it three and a half. That's how that finish should have went down. No smack, no punch. It didn't get you no more. As yeah. a matter of fact, it looked Becky made Becky look like a scumbag. Well, that's the thing because – and 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 – there's a lot here because I really do feel they fumbled it away. Again, again, I would have, again, I think the, the original story we came up with would have been perfect with Charlotte. I think that would have been a perfect thing because Charlotte is despised 
Becky's love. You know, as loud as the pop was for Becky to come out, imagine if you had that stare down with Charlotte and Becky in the ring. You, bully, you wouldn't even have had to have a match. All you would have to have is a stare down between Becky and Charlotte. And then you're like, holy shit. You would have had a holy shit moment. And then you're spitting at the bit for Monday Night Raw to find out what's going to happen next between Charlotte and Becky. All right, they decided not to go. For whatever, for whatever reason, They decide, even though she was on the Raw brand, for whatever reason, they decided not to go that way. All right, they decided to have it go with SmackDown. All right, don't get it, but fine. You had the unfortunate incident that I still aren't 100% sure what happened there. No Sasha Banks. You make the announcement that there's no Sasha Banks. Obviously, the crowd is upset about the fact that there's no Sasha. Then out comes Carmella. All right? So now you're building up. So instead of Sasha, you know, the most gorgeous woman in the WWE, Carmella. Boo birds. Everybody hates it. Carmella's there. And then Becky comes out. I, I don't know why you have Carmella. I don't understand the reason having Carmella there. I, I, I don't get, there is zero reason for you to bring out Carmella there. All it did was take emotion away from the Becky moment. I don't know what kind of roller coaster they were trying to take us on with, with bringing Carmella out. Were they trying to get everybody to go boo just so they could go yay for Becky? What's the point? It got you nowhere. Maybe they, <laughs> I have no idea why they needed Carmella. They could have just said that Sasha is not here for whatever reason. Boom, hit Becky's music. Place would have went back, insane. Listen, people want to know why they did what they did last night. I keep looking way ahead to Texas Stadium, to AT&T Stadium, and WrestleMania. What is the biggest women's match at this very moment that you can have in AT&T Stadium? Sasha and Becky. You don't think it's Charlotte and Becky? Well, I mean, from the way that they just set this up now. In my opinion, the biggest women's match they could have at WrestleMania is Becky versus Charlotte, champion versus champion. You want to give me a three-way with Sasha? Okay, I'll bite because I'm a, I'm a Sasha fan and, uh, uh, um, uh, and her wrestling ability. And yes, Sasha has a gripe when she does come back. Becky, you're the champion because I wasn't there that night. So yeah, you got something for Becky to do. You got Becky and Sasha which is pretty main event to me. But at the end of the day at Texas Stadium, the biggest women's match you can have is Becky versus Charlotte, champion versus champion. That's your marquee. That's your shot. I get it, Bully, but that's a big if. That's if they're throwing the brand split out the window. That's if they're going to have a unification match between two champions. That's a big if if they go down that road. Now, obviously, 
the brands, bully, just do what you said. Have no brands. If me, it's fucking meaningless. It's absolutely fucking meaningless. Don't give me the shit about this is a Raw superstar. This is a SmackDown superstar. You threw that right out the fucking window on Saturday. Case in, I'm looking at the website. I screenshotted it. Becky's a part of the Raw brand. And then immediately after that match, she's part of the SmackDown brand. Why? There was no explanation. There was no reasoning behind it. Everybody's telling me, oh, come on, Dave. What's the big deal? They do this all the time. Well, if they do it all the time, bully, they don't have a brand split. Because obviously there's no rules behind it. There was no trade. There's not, there nothing there. So just throw the brand split, please, out the window. You're throwing NXT out the window. Why not just throw the brand spread out the window? I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's a it's a joke at this point. So don't even go there. Now, as far as what we saw, I I believe you might tell me I'm wrong. The nation might tell me I'm wrong. Obviously, I get it. Becky's not in ring shape. Okay, I totally understand that. Hey, man, she just came back. Completely get it. Was this a response? To Punk on Friday, having Becky come out at SummerSlam? Maybe. I don't know. But, Bully, did you have to have a match? Can I just throw a scenario and tell me if it would work? Could you have, all right, you have the announcement that Sasha's not there. And then you brought out Carmella. Have a match between Bianca and Carmella. Have Bianca beat Carmella, and immediately after that match, as Bianca's holding up that title in the middle of the ring, Boom, hit Becky's music. Becky comes out. Everybody goes ape shit. You have a stare down between Becky and Bianca. Boom, end of story. Move on and see, and see, let's see what happens in the future. Did you have to have the match between Becky and Bianca on Saturday? Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.